Pat Life Podcast. As always, I am Patrick, and today I have with me a uh, special guest that the beauty of the internet and the beauty of having uh, friends and being in circles together, you start to meet people that you uh, you never knew you were going to get to come across, and you learn so much just by following that intuition, following that guidance, following the recommendations. And this is one of those moments here today with uh, my man Chance. Is it Garton? I want to make sure. I'm so used to just interverse, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, Garton works, uh, or Gartone. That makes it sound like kind of official. <laughs> I was going to say, I love it, man. Well, uh, before I dive into any more of my talk here, uh, maybe just kind of describe a little bit about you, uh, your podcast, and then that way we can dive in. Right on. I like to describe Innerverse as your portal to uh, flow state and synchronicity, the perpetual flow of synchronicity, you could say, prying open the third ear which is your still small voice within or the heart space. You could call it that. Uh, I've been up, up to that for like five years. Started out with the goal of wanting to get imagination, expanding content out there on the internet, talking to artists and other creators who were there to bring their soul's mission to life and not compromise by working the Babylon matrix jobs. And I wanted to figure out how they did that. Nobody could really give me the answers to it, but eventually through the course of just staying focused on what I'm here to create, I did get there and transition out of the, uh, the grind and all of that lifestyle. So I hope to inspire that type of movement in everybody because it's time to quit supporting the things about our life that just stress us out and make us unhappy and build we could build anything, especially if we gave ourselves more time. So I do Interverse. That's a weekly show. I've also got a live one called Vibe Rant. That's newer. We do those on Wednesdays. And they're live where we let the audience, I say let. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a big part of it. The, the audience and the tribe of the community, they come in, call in, leave us messages and questions, and we try to interact with them as much as possible during a Vibe Rant. Last night I had Mike Wan, synchromistic sage of Susquehanna Alchemy, and his special lady, Jenny Rivers, who is an energy healer. They came on and we had a super fun time exploring how to create your own system and the merits of building your own conceptual framework for the reality in a divinatory sense. And uh, what else am I up to? I do sound healing and I do cards like tarot and I Ching. Those are services I offer to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And all of that is super fun to talk about, but also wherever the flow leads us is fun to talk about too. So I'm game for whatever, man. But thanks for having me. It's good to meet you. You as well, man. Just think, well, one, that was all great. And I appreciate the, uh, the breakdown here because I now listening to your show, show now more uh, through Dylan. Uh, for those who don't know, Dylan will actually be on the show next week. Um, what? You got Dylan? Yeah, so just the kind of backstory. So those who don't know, uh, Dylan Sicoccio, uh, he's a legend. Um, and I was talking to him trying to, because I wanted to pick his brain. And he's like, why don't you just go listen to these podcasts first? Like, read my books. And I and he wasn't like, oh, read my books. And then I'll talk to you. It was like, if you want to understand what I'm talking about, listen to these, go read the books. So I've taken a little hiatus with the show so I can just sit and read the books and really try to digest what I'm learning. Um, and then also obviously listening to your guys' podcast. So he was one of, he sent me over those. And uh, just ever since then, I've been just enthralled with uh, your show and uh, not to blow smoke up your butt, but to understand a little <laughs> bit more about me, 
Um, I've worked in the fitness industry for a long time. And one of the things that I've always been trying to do, even more so now, knowing the information and tools I have now is helping people get to that flow state. And you always, and I just, through your listening to your show and just as you described here, what this, you keep talking about this flow state. And a lot of people, as you know, and I know, don't even know that that's within all of us. They haven't been able to not only be aware of it, but knowing how to tap into it pull themselves in, pull themselves out. Um, and it all comes back to just being, knowing how to be present. And a lot of people have the hardest time with that. Um, as I said, through my, my job, I've, I've experienced it and observed it and analyzed it with people, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. So it's not just me. I read a book. It's like, I've, I've gone through the, the, the alchemy, I guess you can say it, the alchemical process with people and myself included. So, um, but yeah, so Dylan was like, dude, check these out and you know I've, i watched your guys the four royal stars interview and then i just led me to watching more of your other content and as i just said i like people who are willing to go into looking at the solutions of like okay here's how we can get better as you said here's how we can remove ourselves from the system that's not there to allow you to see and experience your potential your purpose uh you know what you have in your uh, in your toolbox right so um, so can maybe get this ball rolling here when you talk about flow state what how do you describe it to people that may be not as familiar with what you mean by flow state let's start with that right because there's so many aspects to it in the eastern traditions they call it the woo way and in a funny sense actually embracing the woo can really help you with flow state that when we are in flow we're practically handed the opportunities rather than feeling like we had to fight and battle for them. A real flow state is bigger than just effortless effort, which is what Wu Wei is or effortless action is how Wu Wei is described in like the Taoist idea. It is aligning yourself with the life force energy of the cosmos. And that's the same life force energy in you and in me and in all beings and even in inanimate objects, you could say. The what makes the river move, what blows the wind, all of that is what you'd call the Tao. And being in alignment with that is actually very simple, I think. And it has to do with setting boundaries for what you will and won't accept in your experience. The more that you choose what feels good to you, what's exciting and authentically fun, the more flow state you're going to be in. It's actually a backwards mentality to think we need to grind and do a bunch of stuff we don't like in the external world to then somehow attain or achieve a level that will then let us be happy and do whatever we want. You got, we're working at it backwards. <laughs> Actually, you do what you authentically want and let all the pieces fall into place for you because the only thing that's really there in terms of what is existence, it is that life force energy. It is vibration, frequency, whatever you want to call that. It's a feeling. Consciousness is feeling and everything is consciousness at its base or its core. So what are you conscious of? What are you feeling? Are you feeling it or are you feeling discouraged? Are you feeling, you know, like you're banging your head against a wall? So it's as simple as that. If you really break it down, that you set the boundaries with your life that you're not going to accept the things that don't 
resonate in a full 100%. Yes, yes, that's what I want. And it's not like you can do that all at once. We have a lot of unlearning and we have to maybe even disentangle ourselves from some knots or debt or things like that. But ultimately the flow state is a trust that it's actually safe to jump off of the cliff into the unknown. And that whenever you're following what you know is in alignment with truth and with love, and you're choosing the option towards allowing yourself more possibilities rather than constricting things down to a single, it's gotta be this way or it won't work. That is when unseen forces will come to your aid. And those unseen forces, you can call them spirit guides, you can call it God, you can call it the Tao, you can call it the flow of life force energy. Doesn't matter. I like to use all these terms kind of interchangeably. The fact is life does respond to the vibe that you bring to it. And if you can stay enthusiastic about your life and excited every day, and there are hacks for that, like daily gratitude practices. And that, I mean, if that sounds too nebulous, just chalk it up to saying prayers where you're expressing what you love about your life, or you go outside and say, it's a beautiful day, no matter what kind of clouds are out there right. and see how that affects you. There is a certain level of self-programming that we should take responsibility for. We're mostly water, water's programmable. Instead of complaining about all the programming we received, just take charge of the situation. It's really right. coming down to these basics. And then if you can put that into practice on a regular basis, you're going to feel more and more into the natural limitless synchronicity that is available. It's always happening. It's just that you're creating synchronicity for yourself of shooting yourself in the foot whenever you're banging your head against the wall in a dynamic that doesn't actually serve the, the joy and the truth and the love that you're meant to serve. Dude, absolutely. You hit so many topics and so many points that like we can take in so many different directions. But one thing that maybe I can uh, chime in with is that as you were talking about a lot of people not being able to tap in their intuition being 100% in, knowing that they can take that leap of faith, uh, knowing that they're going to be okay. Um, one of the things that I realize, and people want to call us truthers or whatever they want to call the mindset of conspiracy, like I don't care what people call us. It's about going into the mindset of knowing, well, we understand there's something bigger here. And through my job, and I'll keep using my job because a lot of these, uh, these revelations came from me working with people and people's emotions and physical and spiritual um, and one of the things I came to understand was that when you get people who maybe look at us like we're crazy, whatever, the truthers, this and that, you realize that a lot of the stuff that we say sometimes doesn't register to them. They can't comprehend what it is that we're saying. So I realized with working with people like that, I'm like, how do I get somebody on a path to see that their potential is more? All these things we're talking about, the flow state connecting with the universe, connecting with others around, how do we get them to that point where they could take that leap of faith? And because so many of us, because of the programming and because of the state we're in of being uh, materialistic, I realized my job is kind of like that first, like kind of they say like, hey, don't do weed because it's the gateway drug to all these others. Like I feel like working people's physical is the gateway to allowing a lot of these people to see what you've been talking about. And what do I mean by that? I noticed as you talk about time and being in the zone and being in the flow state where people are in the flow state with me, 
and with their exercise, they're like, oh, wow, an hour, we're already done? I'm like, yeah. Or they'll be like, man, this feels like it's shredding. And it's knowing, like, I tell people, pay attention to that. Why did that feel like a longer hour? Why did that hour feel so short? Or I'll put them under physical stress and I'll put them into their breath. I'll put them into their body, being 100% aware of, like, where is my attention as I'm moving with this intention? And when I get people in that state and they go, whoa, I didn't know I can do that. And then I go, follow that, follow that. And I've learned just how efficient and how uh, effective that has been. And I use, the, again, the physical strengths or the physical physicality of things because that's what I do every day with clients and other people. And I've seen that being such a profound kind of like revelation for people going like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm like, nothing that you, you aren't already able to do. I'm just allowing you to try to get tapped into. And so I don't know if there's anything that you've done with your work. I know you do sound vibrations and things, but is there anything you want to add to that? Because I feel a lot of people are so caught up in, you know, the programming of like, if I think this way, then I'm going to be the part of the crazy or this and that in reality of just going like, what you just did in your exercise is exactly what we're talking about. You just experienced it rather than someone telling you, you know what I mean? Everything about what you just said, totally, totally in alignment because let's see, I don't even know where to start. There's just a lot of good stuff there. First of all, maybe addressing the, uh, you know, we can't just give people all of the research that we've done. Even if we give them the facts of a situation, it still is never going to be in context to the huge constellation of research we did on our own, where we thought critically and formed our own opinions and perspectives. So no number of facts are going to ever be enough proof for somebody that is energetically in a different paradigm. Sure. And so we got to cut them some slack. We got to meet them where they're at. Yep. And even if it's as simple as like, Maybe they're like super stoked on sports ball or something and just, that's fine. Let them be, right. <laughs> you know, meet them where they're at, follow what's exciting for them. That's how you get in and you have an authentic connection to them instead of judging what it is that they like, or they're excited about. I mean, of course, within reason, if they're excited about something horrific and heinous, don't support that, but, <laughs> but it's all levels and, and relative. Like, yeah, we know even sports ball is rigged and there's nothing really true or good or wonderful about that. But if it gets them excited, you know, just as an example, you can meet them where they're at. But the point I'm going for here is that the best way to show somebody the truth of anything is that they need to ask you for it. <laughs> and so what's going to lead somebody to want to know what you think about stuff? It's if you're just completely crushing at life. Right. If you live such an incredible life where you're you're walking the talk, you're demonstrating exactly what a healthy whole human can be capable of and just expanding in all directions. And you're super stoked about it and you have real self-esteem. That is what will crack through the armor of somebody else that you would love to help, but it's not going to happen if you're just like chain smoking cigarettes, like Dale from King of the Hill. Mm. And you're telling them about how the government is like zapping you with microwaves and you're just like, eh, they're killing us, man, but you're killing yourself right in front of them. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That's always what blows my mind is like hanging out with uh, with truth or people and seeing the uh, self-destructive habits. Now, mm -hmm. that being said, even like when you're in a, a state of real health 
and not in an addiction mentality, you can have some flexibility. You know, you can do, a, you can live maybe an 80 20 rule. Your the human body is really great at dealing with acute stressors. It's just the chronic right. stressors that trash it. So keep that in mind. Like, you know, don't be, you don't have to be so rigid that the slightest thing, the slightest impact would break you. There's right. a, that's cool too. There's so much more to get into here, but well, what I you're can, talking about, or go, go ahead. No, sorry, go on. You can. Yeah, you're talking about body work and, and physical health. I think maybe it's not really especially for men, but as a man, I think especially for men, we need to be strong. We need to exercise that physicality. There's something about it. First of all, it's a detox pathway just to sweat. Right. Some people, everybody's body's a little different. Some of us might even detox best through sweat. Yeah. And that's important to keep in mind. Like I sweat more than the average person. And I kind of always thought that it was because that was my body's favorite way to detox. So it would just do that extra. But there's a real truth about your physical vessel and the integrity of it that relates to how much of your self can be in that vessel at one time. So a simpler way of putting it is the healthier you are, the stronger every element of your mentality is because there's not actually a body and then a mind. It is, a, they're two sides of a coin. Yeah. And they're not even sides. They're, they're one and the same. Your body is a distributed intelligence network, an electrical system, your mind is not something in your brain. It is contained in the entire electrical field in and around your body. So whenever you're helping people get to a new relationship with their body, getting into their body, feeling their energy on an internal level through exercise, that is waking them up to themselves, becoming self-conscious. And even that word is ridiculous that we think of society thinks of the word self-conscious as like, oh, that's a bad thing. I'm self-conscious about that. <laughs> it's right, so yeah. silly. Self-consciousness is really helpful, actually. Anyone in your life that can, that in a way that doesn't piss you off, can point something out about you that you weren't noticing that you do. Right. That's a great person to be around. They're helping you. And that's something that's lost too among males is that we used to jab each other, <laughs> not with, not that word has just been ruined, but we used to like, you know, prod at each other and make jokes and uh, call each other out for, for little things. And that was a way of keeping everybody uh, from yeah. getting off the rails. And even now with the culture that can be taken totally the wrong way and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But with the, it, with, with sound healing, it's a similar thing. We're working on the electrical energy body, the auric field, you could call it. And it's not that different than how exercise can help somebody repair their arc field is just a targeted approach that can unlock some of the blockages that are outside of the body and off balance to the left or right. Because right. we actually, not only can you store trauma in your musculature through the way that energy is held in a certain position, like through tension in musculature, mm -hmm. and that's very important to work out. That's why massage therapy is so useful, but also further out, especially if the trauma doesn't have to do with like a physical injury or an impact, that type of trauma will often be pushed away from your center as a mechanism to keep your awareness away from it, to keep it from circulating, to keep the memory out of your field. There's a layer of ourself that's a protective layer that does this process automatically when it thinks that we can't handle the truth of an experience without freaking out. 
And then after it does that, it like sweeps it under the rug, so to speak, pushes it off left or right. And there's a whole anatomy to your aura and where the stuck energy is at will actually inform the practitioner like myself where or like what type of uh, emotion it is, when it happened, what it relates to in terms of past or future or mother or father, things of that nature. It's really interesting. We can talk more about that. But the point is restoring the connectivity and communication between all parts of your body is step one. And it's a never, it's not even step one as in you take that step and you're done. It is the foundation. It's your root. It's everything that builds off. Everything else builds off of that. And so any spiritual practice that is lacking shadow work as it's called, as it's misunderstood is lacking um, any actual ability to progress you forward and in an expansion towards Wu Wei or towards a perpetual flow state. Shadow work is body work. The body is the shadow, not in the sense that it's evil or negative, but just that it is like uh, a lower density imprint of your energy field or your electrical field that your mind is. So all your memory is in that field. If you have holes in that, if there's lack of integrity, then I call that the memory hole. Like, uh, the, like yourself is actually this light that's contained in a vessel. You are a vessel of light, literally. <laughs> and the more leaky that vessel is, or the worse it is at containing the light, the less of your true self will be there uh, for you to tap into and access. And the more you can improve the integrity of that vessel through the things that we've just been talking about, and uh, there's other ways too, but this is the primary foundation is just physical health. The more automatically you're, you're going to attain new levels of self-realization because the energy is there for you to actually perceive as opposed to just, you know, deflating like a balloon with a hole in it, which is where most of the society is at. And you look at how people age and now give you all the clues to the fact that this is happening because their field is leaking light and it causes like their face starts to look like it's melting and dripping. Yeah. And I've, you know, I don't say this to freak people out. I've had people email me after I say stuff like this, like, I think my face is melting. Help. <laughs> I'm just like, well, there's some aging that does go on, but right. we don't have to age in a way that makes us like, I don't know, the older we get, the, f the further our journey goes, uh, the more we take on the appearance that we sort of earned, right? That's why there can be like a 60 year old dude who's just jacked and his skin's tight and he looks, ah, and he's right. amazing. Or one where his ears are like four inches too long and his nose has gotten all weird and crooked and longer and, you know, looks like he's melting. It's kind of a Star Wars metaphor. The light side, you look hot. The dark side, you look like a fucking goblin after a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not that that can't be changed. It isn't. But it does mean that, like, you can look at all the people in charge of health in the world right now and how terrifying they look how absolutely ugly they are and just know for sure that they have no idea what health is <laughs> and we we've been taught that it's just like oh it's your genetics you know you were born that way you're just born lucky no all human beings are built on the same template and if that template remains whole and the inner light is in the vessel there will be some aspect of beauty and harmony in what you perceive of that human being period i know this is a fact so the whole like, it's kind of like the myth of talent when it comes to art or uh, other 
other forms of expression or even sports that athleticism that talent is not does not exist there's just aptitude based on how much you care and what you really care about you will put more time into and you will be better at and that's talent that's the difference between anyone out there listening and someone they think is their hero or they put on a pedestal and they're like wow they're so good at guitar well how much time did you spend playing guitar right. you have a you have a human body <laughs> you know if you really liked it you could you could get there too the ones that are just freakishly good are because they spend a freakish amount of time working on it and practicing so anyway that was a long you got me fired up, but there's a, Love it, man. <laughs> all these things are interconnected for sure. And they definitely all relate to flow state. I, I love that you went down and just let it all out, man. Cause that's the beauty of these conversations is, is what you experience is that flow state in itself of just all trying to bring to light all these different components and realizing that when people say, you know, oh, so everything's connected. How is it all connected? You're like, give me a couple days let me let me try to intertwine this 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 whole thing because that's what makes it so fun it makes it exciting it makes life at least from my experience like invigorating again where you're going like there's so much out there to learn or relearn rather and it all comes back to that flow state because when you're in a flow state you, you know you get those downloads or you get yourself connected with the frequency vibration of the earth um and for those who don't think that's real, it's 432. I mean, we can people have done this. They can look these things up. You can definitely give me more insight if you if you would like to on that. Um, but just my my point here is that when you're connected to that, all of this stuff starts to pour through you. Those ideas that you think came out of nowhere, they came with a reason. There was a purpose them coming in, and then following that, listening to that, exploring that. And as you said, and maybe actually if we can take the conversation here because I have a question. We're talking about leaking energy. Um, I'm aware that there's devices that we can actually see, physically see holes in the energetic field, the arctoidal fields and things like that. Um, and I know you do it. I don't know if you use those machines with what you're doing, but you're able to find them. So if we can maybe dive into some of that, if you can kind of explain how you find these holes, because um, that's something that's interesting to me. And then another thing just on top of that, to follow, maybe this will all make sense, but with those holes, based off of your outlook on this, does that create room for other entities or other energy to come in and consume people? Because one of the biggest things that I, I, I believe so, but I, I don't know as much as maybe you will, because I've just seen a lot of people when they blow up or even ourselves included and they go, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. I don't know what that was. And I just, you hear this and you see it and you just go, there's something to this. So my two questions, holes in the field, can things get into those holes? <laughs> it's a multi-layered question. I'm glad we're going here. It's cool because this is my third show in three days. And, oh. you know, there's always that thing in the back of my mind, like, am I just going to repeat myself a bunch? <laughs> but no, different people bring out different ideas. And this is stuff I've talked about before, but it's really cool to have a chance to lay it all out and update to where I'm at right now on the concept. So, okay, let me see about, I'm actually going to take note real quick of the three questions. Cause I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. We're so talking about holes in the field and how, would okay. you, yeah. How would you go about with your work uh, here? And then that was, and then the second Let's start question. with that. Okay. So how would I go about finding the holes in the field? This is actually a super intuitive aspect of 
what I do in that. And maybe it has something to do with like astrology, my personal configuration, where my Neptune hangs out on my chart in the sense that I don't really always know why I know stuff intuitively, but I've learned to just trust that the first, like whenever you're doing a multiple choice test, the first answer is probably right. And the more I do the sound healing work with people, it actually gets simpler. My understanding of the biofield, not more complicated. It gets simpler because like I was saying, we're all human beings, even though we all have uniqueness, the ways that things can go off or go wrong. It's the same for all of us. There's only a few like, it's kind of like when we think about our rights, I'm going to get into a tangent, but rights are not just what we've been told our rights are. You can't tell us what our rights are. We can only define what our rights are by what they're not. So there's only a few things that you could do that you wouldn't really have the right to do. And beyond that, you can do anything. So you can't encompass truth by saying what truth is. All you can do is describe what truth isn't. And so there's only so much that truth isn't. Lies are limited. Truth is infinite. And the same goes for what can go wrong in the energy field of a, a person. There's only so many places and emotional patterns that can get off. And whenever I'm sweeping the forks, so the whole idea is that like, I hit, I strike the tone near the edge of their bubble. And there's a, like, I can kind of hear it when I hit the, the membrane or the plasma sheath, the edge, and it's roughly around six feet off the body for everybody. But some people are bigger. Some people are smaller depending on their physical size and their health. But that's like an average kind of funny that it's six feet, huh? With all the things we just went through in Cootie's world. course so sorry one sec i'm gonna have to pause my i have to check on my son real quick can you give me one second then i'm so sorry dude oh yeah you're good sorry man hold give me one second sorry all right so we're gonna finish on uh chance's thoughts here with the questions um and then we're gonna have to cut it short on my end my apologies everyone but i want to give chance uh the opportunity to finish off these thoughts and these questions so as you're saying there's a six feet uh spiel that we have yeah, and I took a couple notes, so I know where we're at. We wanted to discuss how to find the holes in the energy field. So I'm sweeping the forks through their arc field towards their body. And the goal is that any stuck energy I catch with the fork, so to speak, and I bring it back to the central core, central column. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do hit a spot that's a compartmentalized energy vortex, if you will, I will know it because it'll change tone or the fork will run out faster instead of having a sustained long tone like it normally would, or in some cases, a a thought will pop in my head and I'll have a very specific idea. Uh, Or in the most heavy duty situations, I'll actually forget what I'm doing for a second, get really tired and almost fall asleep on my feet. That's when I know I really hit a spot. (laughs) And that doesn't happen very often. What causes that? Sorry, that's a deterrent. What do you think? So that's like something really big in terms of... uh, a foundational belief the person has about themselves that is keeping them from moving forward in some way. Well, and it's, so what it is, is it's a, a place where consciousness is so stagnant that it's like anti-consciousness in a way. It's wow. like, in, it's a, it's deadly orgone energy as opposed to living flowing prana. Wow. Deadly as in it's like when water is stagnant and it, do, it can't flow, it gets toxic. It's just right. like a little patch of toxic energy. 
And so to answer the question about entities, I think that is actually an entity because it's con it is the same energy that is our inner light that is consciousness. And whenever it is compartmentalized and cut off from the whole, it becomes demonic in the sense that it's divided from the whole. Because that's right. what a demon is etymologically is divided. Daimon, divided man, two minds. It is a little pocket of mind inside your larger mind that's cut off from the rest of it. And it has a story attached to it of why it's bad <laughs> and why it can't come back to the light because we don't want to know about it. Right. So that's an entity. That being said, there could be external st stagnant or negative chi that can get into the field too. And where that comes from in terms of like entity attachment or possession, it, first of all, you have to let it in. It's been like any vampires. We could talk a lot about energy vampirism maybe when we come back. Yes. Um, but where this, the, the function that people need to be aware of is that you got to allow for any of this. And the way that it works on the most basic level is ask yourself, are you living the life of your inner world directing the outer world or is the outer world directing your inner world? There's only two ways you can live. And most of us oscillate between the two modes. But whenever we really live outer world directing inner world, especially in the polluted ass world we got right now, that is akin to outside energy puncturing your energy field and in, entering into your field. And so that's actually the exact style that on purpose energy vampires will adopt to influence and to juice you. I call it getting juiced. We can talk about how they operate too. Um, but that's sort of, you know, to keep it light so that we can wrap and then come back. Maybe that'll be the topic to get into next is energy vampirism or psychic vampirism, what the signs of that are, because a lot of us, especially the team light, good people, it's hard for us to think the way that somebody that's extremely broken in their field thinks. Right. And when I say broken, I don't mean no one's really irreparably broken in my opinion. But there is, uh, you know, at a certain point, someone will realize that they're doing this behavior of harvesting energy off of other people, and they decide to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It's a survival mechanism that many of us adopt unconsciously yep. and in a needy way. And then there's people that are like, oh, I can, I'm going to practice this on purpose. I'm going to see if I can live forever by eating other people's light. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> there's a spectrum but that'll um, be fun to talk about coming be, back you know once again i'm super uh you know, i apologize that we're gonna have to wrap this early guys but it's all good but chance the chance i highly recommend going and checking out his podcast if you want to plug that real quick um and let yeah, us universepodcast.com is where all my stuff can be found so check it out i do the main show we get into some heady stuff like you mentioned i uh brought dylan sococcio on several times I like to think that I drug him kicking and screaming off of Instagram and into the podcast world and got him on Crow and <laughs> championed his books because he was like, I'm not going to write any more uh, unless I sell 100 books by July of his new book. And of course, being shadow banned and all that, it wasn't really moving for him. Wow. And I took it on as a personal mission, like, I'm going to help this dude sell books because these books are lit. They're so good. And yeah. now he's writing a fourth book. So he's not holding to that. <laughs> Even though he didn't sell the books in time, he's back. And you know what has really inspired him to come back from my observation is that he got away from the super vampiric energies of like hell a and started working out a bunch. 
And now yeah. he's just like crushing all aspects of life because he's getting healthier, getting stronger, getting bigger. That's awesome, man. And yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to real quick, just before we roll out here is uh, talk to him about, but just as well as you is just knowing that how much is actually uh, just uh, encoded in the body um, and getting into some of those details, which we can even talk about next time too, um, came to some realizations just by using what his book is talking about, what you guys have talked about in your conversations and also other conversations that you've had on your show um, about et uh, etymology as well as just connecting the dots. And I think that's uh, for me has been such an eye-opening experience of doing these and then seeing it in the world around me and to your point here about what kind of life you live is like the internal, you know, affecting the outward or the other way around and knowing how to be inward working out more and more each day, knowing when I'm doing different, what, when it's oscillating, when am I doing the other way around and then going, oh, there it is. Okay, that's happening now. Let me change that back around. Um, so again, it goes, all goes back to flow state. But, uh, another little teaser yeah. too, you alluded to the four Royal Stars. Yeah. That is a really good video that Dylan and I did. Uh, I set up the PowerPoint and he knocked it down. Dude, <laughs> like, I, so I'll, put the, I'll put that in the link, man, because I've already sent that to a few friends and uh, who are slowly waking up or some that are further along. And they're like, this was awesome. <laughs> like, it's just a tease, just a taste of astro theology. But what I've been getting into lately, thanks to my community and some of the really genius people in my telegram group. If you guys aren't on Telegram, just quit all other social media and join Telegram. It is so much better. But the fact is about the four royal stars that are the four evangelists that we describe in that video is that they're not fixed in the sense of staying permanently in the same position like some background stars are. There are stars that parallax and then there's stars that don't. So there's actually like two. Um, Interesting. And this is a whole different cosmology to start to talk about, so I won't go further. Yeah. But there's like two sets of stars. There's the ones that move more. And then there's the ones that are like background, background. Right. And um, the four Royal stars have been moving for a long time. They've always been moving. And as of 2012, the last one moved out of the fixed signs. So all four of the stars that we were talking about in the constellations of Scorpio, Leo, Taurus, and uh, Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah they have all moved now into the mutable signs. And in 2012, crazy year, the last one, which was Regulus, had previously been in Leo and is now moved over into Virgo. So wow. what that means for where we're at, all the royals, the cardinal points moving from fixed into mutable, I think is highly symbolic of what the world's like now and especially how information is mutable and you can go find supporting evidence for whichever side you want and you can't tell anybody or prove anything you just have to like live the experience and decide what it means for you at this point not that truth is ever going to be relative but our ability to communicate it with this information overload in the current age totally. it's gotten real weird for all oh man i i'm obviously blessed for the reasons why i have to go but <laughs> yeah i'm so excited about taking there's a banger out. for being just a shorty we'll do Dude. more for it. But hey, thank you again for this time. And, uh, you know, as always, uh, you know, please check his stuff out. You will not be disappointed. I can assure you of that. Uh, I've done my deep dives uh, since <laughs> the last couple of weeks. But um, but again, I thank your time. Thank you for your time, Chance. Um, and everyone else, thank you for joining us for the short one. We'll be back, I can assure you. So have a good one, guys.
Başlayalım. Hey, hey, hey.